Hey, what's up? This is Cat Jones. Today is January 27th, 2020. We got some heavy stuff today, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, everyone. Like I said, this is Cat Jones, your host. Today is January 27th, 2020. I am here, as always, with my brother, some producer, manager, crazy person, doesn't know who Lizzo is or what it is, Mick G. The cream always rises to the top. Yeah, and clearly we are the cream. Wait. Yes, we are the cream. We are rising to the top. You know how you can help us rise to the top? Oh, transition. You can subscribe and rate on whatever podcatcher you're using. I don't know who invented that term, but I will hunt them down. Um, I do not like podcatcher, but whatever podcatcher you do use, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. The five-star rating helps us be the cream that rises to the top. So, and also, if you want to hang out with us, you can join our Facebook group, Queer All Year Fam. I think it's Queer All Year Podcast Fam out there, but uh, you can find it either way. We also have just a Facebook page that you can go like, Queer All Year. And if you go there, you'll get updates on when we update the podcast or, you know, special events and things. The podcast group finds everything out first. But the pod, the Facebook page is where this stuff will be announced or posted, whatever we're talking about. We are also Queer All Year Pod on all the social meds, mainly Twitter and Instagram. Um, and if you would like to be awesome, if you'd like to be one of our queeros, hero queeros, queeros on its own sounds bad, you can go out to patreon.com slash queerallyearpod and throw us a little donation at a one dollar tier you get bloopers and you get your day in history read aloud um so you're in our history book if you're at the five dollar tier you get the bloopers you get to be in our history book you get strange ramblings that i record about british history laws on homosexuality i say buggery a lot and um, I sound very strange in it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's real. I think it's worthwhile. And also, if you would like to go out to Patreon, that would help me a lot because I have hit my limit of articles on New York Times and the Washington Post. And I would like to be able to bring you guys more information, better information, without having to go to weird back channels to find the articles I'm looking for. So that's just something to think about. Our website, queerallyearpod.lgbt, will be up soon. I'm hoping it'll be up by the time this posts, but I'm not going to make any promises because who knows. So like I said in the beginning, we got some heavy stuff today. We have one story today because today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And so that's big. You all know that's big. And it has, oh, it has been, it has been a research. Oh my gosh, you guys, I need to go dance or something, but I'm too sad to. So uh, anyway, 
Today in history, on January 27th, 1945, Auschwitz-Birkenau was liberated by the Red Army. And though far from being the only Nazi concentration and extermination camp, it's the most infamous and most incomprehensible. And so International Holocaust Remembrance Day is a yearly reminder of the horrors we as a human race, as people, are capable of. And a chance to evaluate our current world atmosphere to make sure we're not allowing history to repeat. Let me repeat. To make sure we're not allowing history to repeat. So, why are we talking about this on a queer history podcast? Well, we are talking about the pink triangle. You have seen it. It's a standard symbol we use to show our pride. We wear it at pride every year we fly flags we have prints of it we wear it on our clothes just for fun it's become a symbol of our pride and our strength and just um just a general symbol kind of like the rainbow um but beginning in 1933 homosexual germans were wearing it because of the same reason jews were wearing stars It was to single them out so people would know the reasons that they were killing them and the reasons that they should be killed and that kind of thing. So people who were arrested for homosexuality stopped being human and were referred to as pink triangles. And throughout this a little bit, I'm going to refer to these prisoners as pink triangles just to give us all a feeling of taking away humanity and and like I, I don't know I feel like that's a important thing to feel and I'm gonna bring it all back to obviously us all being humans and being worthy of life and all that kind of thing but for a little bit I'm gonna just kind of like bring you guys down to where I am right now um so female homosexuals were persecuted along with males for a little while But women in Nazi Germany especially were seen as inferior to men and naturally dependent upon them. And so they weren't really a threat. Like, the the German Nazis, they had this weird difficulty in differentiating between, like, actual lesbian acts and close female friendships. Uh, So that's how just insane they were about women they just had like nothing about females just no capacity to think at all or comprehend and yet somehow we're inferior to them anyway so um yeah female homosexuals lesbians everyone i mean all this stuff that's been written is before we developed lgbtq and everything beyond that so Mostly I'm going to be saying female homosexuals or lesbians just because that's the info I have. But so mostly they weren't seen as a threat and eventually just persecution of them completely went away. Um, When the Nazis um, changed, I think it's law 170. Gosh, I can't believe I didn't write it down, but everyone knows it. You probably know it because <laughs> apparently it's 
in, it's in everything. I can't believe I didn't write it down. But when the Nazis changed the current anti-homosexual laws when they came to power in 1933, um, female was completely written out of it. It's exclusively male. And I guess this episode should have come with a trigger warning. But the main thinking behind not making lesbianism a crime is that it didn't stop females from being able to churn out good little Aryan babies. Meaning, regardless of who you're attracted to, you could still be impregnated by somebody. So, um, everything danced around saying this, but basically, they didn't arrest them so that they could rape them and make them have babies. So, I'm just gonna, like, bluntly say it, because I've been researching a long time, and I am tired of people dancing around this kind of thing. Sorry. Not sorry. So, um... Women weren't really arrested, but men were arrested and forced to wear the upside-down pink triangle that we're used to. I believe we don't have it upside-down anymore. And if you wear it upside-down, generally, you, you should either be, like, a hardcore fanatical activist, like, wearing it as, like, a symbol of, like, power against resistance, or you need to be aware of why you're wearing it and can consider whether you want to be wearing it that direction or not because it's very important I think um, the men were forced into concentration camps um, I've seen numbers the few numbers we have they say about a hundred thousand male homosexuals were arrested 50,000 were convicted 10 to 15,000 were sent to concentration camps I don't know what happened to all the other numbers all before that 10 to 15,000. And then we don't know what happened to that 10 to 15,000. We don't know how many were killed. But we do know that when they were arrested, generally they received the upside down pink triangle. And that was the lowest of the low in concentration camps. People who these peep tri pink triangles, pink triangles were the lowest of the low. They were killed by guards and other prisoners alike. They were tortured and uh, just on mass, all of them. And the, I think the reason we don't have the numbers on how many were killed is because I honestly don't think any of them survived. I truly don't see how they could have. As part of the hierarchy of the concentration camps, including them at like the lowest rung, just the torture they went through, just the stories are unimaginable. The one I keep seeing over and over is of a man who was held with his testicles in boiling water until they burned off. It is. It was horrific, and it was other prisoners doing this to people. Like, other people who were starving and dying and seeing their family members sent into the ovens were doing this to, to the pink triangles. And I don't, I really don't want to make it sound like the, like, homosexuals had a harder time than anyone else. I mean, they did, technically, they had it 
Every, uh, everyone had it horribly bad. It was horribly bad. But it, at the same time, it was worse if you were a pink triangle, which to me is unimaginable. And I don't know how to express that without it sounding like I'm belittling another group of people who were also being horribly tortured. And I'm not belittling anyone. I'm just saying the truth, which is that pink triangles were the most horrible thing you could be in a camp. And the only way you could potentially save yourself was to declare that you had been cured of homosexuality and you thought it was repugnant and then allow yourself to be castrated. So they wanted to make sure that pink triangles could not contribute to the gene pool anymore. And that was a big point of the concentration camps for everyone is that they didn't want them polluting the gene pool anymore. They wanted that to be stamped out. And um, so if you're castrated, you can't contribute to the gene pool anymore, so you're okay. But at the same time, just because you are castrated and you don't like homosexuality anymore, according to what you say, that doesn't mean that you're, you weren't arrested, that you're not about to be worked to death or killed for having been homosexual something like that you know the nazis um were just so afraid of homosexuality i think just it was like it was like homophobia embodied it was they were so afraid of losing their masculinity because that was so important in nazi germany and just given this atmosphere where they were allowed to do anything that popped into their brain, you know, like when you're a little kid and like sometimes you're like, you don't know what to take something out on. So you're just mean to something, you know, you're just like, this thing is scary or whatever. Or you like, you step on a bug just to see what happens, you know? And then you're like, Oh, I just took a life. Oh my God. Well, they, it, that feeling of about to step on a bug is what the Nazis had for, for homosexual people. But then they didn't have the, oh my god, I just stepped on a bug feeling afterward. It was like, yeah, let's go find some more bugs, you know? And so um, hopefully I'm not the only person who had like a weird, like, I'm going to kill that thing. Oh no, I killed that thing. You know, like I didn't do it with rabbits or stuff. I stepped on a bug. So hopefully I'm not like coming across as a Nazi to you guys. But so part of the reason that people think and I personally kind of think that um, homosexuals were so low to the Nazis is that Heinrich Himmler especially despised it because he felt betrayed by Ernst Röhm, Röhm, I can never pronounce that right, um, who was a fellow member of Hitler's inner, inner circle and Himmler had defended him against rumors of homosexuality. He said the Jews were making it up about Rome. But when Hitler had Rome murdered in the Night of the Long Knives, Hit Long Knives, Himmler became convinced that the rumors were true because Hitler wouldn't have had him killed along with all these other horrible, corrupt people who were killed in the Night of the Long Knives if it weren't true. So he became like militant against homosexuality because he was so mad at him for having lied to him. And he became one of the loudest voices against homosexuality. And for that reason... He became very cool with doctors experimenting on pink triangles. He 
he was in he was so in favor of them trying to find a way to cure it and the nazi doctors were just on board with experimenting on anything anyone for any reason like let's cure having toenails all right get me some jews you know like they were just crazy of course but horrifying and so himmler was like here have all the pink triangles make them not gay anymore and i really don't have i really don't have any examples of experiments they did on them because i don't think they kept records because i don't think they cared nazis kept crazy records and they just i really can't find anything so i don't think they cared and they clearly didn't cure it so whatever um i said before that we think about a hundred thousand a hundred thousand that seems so few but so many um pink triangles were arrested um but we actually don't know how many people were arrested for being homosexual because often they were also given black triangles and labeled asocial, which is a term that included alcoholics, homeless, sex workers, and people that were just generally seen as lazy. And so I don't know why they would give them black triangles instead of pink triangles, but it's we, apparently we think that a lot of them were given black triangles, which, I don't know, might have actually made them safer in the camps. I, I didn't think to look that up, but we just don't have numbers because of that. And again, I don't think the Nazis would have cared to keep those records. Um, the Holocaust was absolutely mainly aimed at eradicating the Jewish people from the earth, and we have to keep that story alive for the future. But in that endeavor, I think we accidentally erase the others who were put in camps as well. The gays, the Roma, the political prisoners, the disabled, anyone the Nazis didn't like. Um, anyone, I think Catholics were put in there. They had a big thing on against the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, which um, I need to look more into that because I don't know. I don't understand that. But... So I've mentioned in the past that I co-sponsor a local LGBT youth group. And a few weeks ago, we had to talk to some of the youth about the fact that the Holocaust did include homosexual people, not just the Jews. There were, you know, homosexual people, Roma, disabled, all that kind of thing. But we're in this LGBT youth group and they did not know their high schoolers. And it's like, we're keeping their history, the history of their family, of our, of our ancestors from them. These people who, like I've said before, whose shoulders we stand on now. These people were persecuted, and now, now that we know about them, it gives us strength to fight back against things that we see today. And it's really important for us to tell our youth about this stuff. This stuff gets erased, especially now when we have Holocaust deniers in general. Like, I know that's been a thing for a while, but just, just shut up. I don't, oh my gosh, it makes me angry. But, so, our, our youth are in danger of believing that the Holocaust was a lie to begin with. And more and more, it becomes less about anything but eradicating the Jewish people. And again, I am absolutely saying that that it was the main thing but the main thing was also the nazis getting rid of 
anyone they didn't like. And so I think it does a disservice to everyone in the world by saying it was only the Jewish people who suffered. They suffered the most, but we, we all suffered together, every group in there. And I think we have to lift each other up. So that's all I'm saying is that our, the LGBT youth of the world are in danger of not knowing about their history. And we have to keep everyone's history alive so the Holocaust deniers don't become the main voice. Because that's the main thing right there. I turned into a hillbilly, but just don't, don't let them. Um, I guess one way I can relate this, I don't know if, I don't know if this will make it relatable for people, but, uh, one of the main camps they used for experimentation on pink triangles was Dachau. Uh, and I have been there. I went on a, I guess a field trip, uh, like a, a couple weeks in the summer with my, um, German class. And um, we went to Dachau, and I really didn't think about it before I went. I think I was still in high school, and, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is on the syllabus. This is what we're doing next. And then you get there, and, um, and then you put your foot down on the earth and know what had happened to someone who had put their foot in the exact same place 75 years ago. And you almost feel it. Like, you you don't feel what they went through because n- none of us can possibly understand that. But you, like, feel the person. Like, you feel the life that was destroyed just for existing. Um, and Dachau now is a beautiful place. Like, I remember feeling dizzy standing in that awful place and seeing these beautiful purple wildflowers growing next to the ovens um and i i carry that with me and that is why talking about the holocaust and keeping these stories alive is really important to me it just i don't know it's just kind of part of me it feels like um and i (laughs) i would not recommend going into a concentration camp kind of blind like I did you know um because there there's a lot of stuff there man like I'm not being you know I'm not I'm psychic I have feelings like no you there are feelings there as humans we we can pick up on past vibrations things like that I mean it's there are some things I'll give you scientific stuff later but um I wouldn't recommend going there unless you like really ground yourself beforehand. You know the heaviness you're going into, but at the same time, I I would probably kind of recommend grounding yourself and going to a concentration camp and knowing what happened there and just like just stand there and you don't have to go on the tour, you don't have to walk around, just just stand there for a few minutes. And um I don't know. This kind of feels like a tangent, but it, I didn't mean it to be a minute to be just like trying to help people under like understand what it feels like to know that's going on, that that went on and that people let it go on, I guess. Um, I mean, we're all family. We are all related somehow. So when I put my foot down where someone else's foot had been 75 years ago, that was my family member. 
and that could have been one of my LGBT family members. And that still upsets me. Like, you can probably hear it in my voice. Like, it's still really heavy to me. Um, and I think Holocaust remember the International Holocaust Remembrance Day is very necessary and um, very important. And I, I talk about it. I talk about not letting this kind of thing happen again all the time. I think this is an important day to look around us, make sure it's not happening, and it is. It's happening across the world. It's happening in places you haven't heard of. It, it went on in Bangladesh last year. People flying, just were fleeing, just fleeing Burma or um, Myanmar into Bangladesh. Just, just genocide, genocide everywhere. <laughs> this world is just hiding genocide everywhere. And we have to open up our eyes. Like, if you live in the U.S., you are like the German population was, the Nazi German population. Right this very moment, we are able to say, in the future, we, we could say that we had no clue it was happening. Like, and if you don't know what it is, like, I'm not going to get get into that because that's not what this podcast is about but I don't know go go out on Twitter go learn stuff and I mean um I mean it's happening at our border and if we lose some subscribers because I said that then toodaloo like you don't need to be here so in summary (laughs) this is the pink triangle we don't wear it upside down anymore unless we know what we're doing we wear it to show our pride and regain our power. We, sh- we wear it because we used to be forced to wear it, and now we can choose to do so or not, and no one's going to make us. And we have family in other countries that are essentially made to wear that triangle still. And so it's also a reminder to stay vigilant and and militant if we have to be for our family across the world and and it's incredible that one thing in history the holocaust one thing one day one uh, one day of remembrance is was so powerful that that is what we have to look back on for everything in the future every everything references back to the holocaust this and and it's incredible to me that like it's not like oh these you know hundred things all together which you know could be but for us it's bam it's the holocaust is everything we have to watch out for today i don't know if i i'm not explaining it well but just to have one thing to look back and say don't let that happen to like 80 countries it's happening to right now. I don't know. It's just crazy. It needs to be remembered. Our youth need to know about it. Um, And I'm going to kind of end hopefully remembering how to use... I took seven years of German. We'll see if I can still pronounce it. But I'm going to try and... um, Say the thing that's on the plaque for the um, victims of 
national socialism um, plaque in Germany. So it's Totsgeschlagen, Totsgeschwiegen, den Homosexuellen Opferndes Nationalsozialismus, which means that's not right, but struck dead, hushed up the homosexual victims of national socialism. So struck dead, hushed up, and we are not going to be hushed up because every single one of us is important and every single one of us is going to hold each other up. I'm going to hold you up because you are important. You are my family and, and we love you.